So this is Youthology Live. Welcome to 12 minutes of learning. Let's get to it, okay? So question number one for youth leadership, and there were several questions that I'm grouping in this question, so you'll, you'll recognize maybe the different ways that this question was asked, okay? Question one, what kind of tasks, responsibilities, do you start giving to your youth students as you bring them into a student leadership role, okay? And then along with this came, how do I recruit and train student leaders better? Uh, I'm not doing that well. And then another question that was with this, and I'm gonna kind of put them all together is, um, what do we do with students who just aren't mature enough, yet I want to build a youth ministry team, okay? So let's deal with that one first. Um, let, me, let me go to the recruiting part of a student leadership team, okay? Recruiting student leaders, first of all, um, don't just look at attendance, a student that is attending the youth ministry, look at a student who is involved, okay? Sometimes you can take risks with students that are just attending, when really it's not much of a risk if you're uh, bringing students on who are involved beyond just attendance, right? So uh, think that through. I just don't want to find anyone, I just don't want to pull anyone into the ranks of leadership, but if they've gone beyond just being attenders and they're involved more and they go to you know, certain events and that kind of thing, then that would be uh, the, maybe the first thing to look for. Second, um, you want mature students but not perfect students, because really that's why we have a job, isn't it? We have a job because the, our students are not perfect, and so what happens is sometimes we can disqualify students because maybe they're just attending and never get involved, like that first area, or something like, you know, man, this kid, man, they worship well, but their life isn't in order, they don't go to prayer meetings, or they've never, they, uh, at school, they're a problem, their grades aren't good, right? Listen, we want to look for maturity, but not perfection, because really leadership at the student level is going to take whatever maturity is there, okay, uh, and, and you're gonna mentor and disciple them and bring them through that. So if you're looking at perfection, you're gonna have a small pool to choose from, even with adult leaders. I mean, look at ourselves, right? <laughs> so yeah, anyway. Uh, third area uh, in going after um, student leaders, you want the gifted, not just the popular kids. The gifted and not just the popular kids. Let me explain that. Sometimes it's easy to go to that student that is, in, that is attending and maybe involved a little bit, that uh, has somewhat, you know, some maturity, but they got this wild side, and it's their person. This, we just don't bring personalities into leadership, okay? You, you gotta go beyond personalities. Look at the giftings of the students, because we wanna draw those giftings out of students, don't we? So, what I would look for is a student who's maybe gifted in an area that nobody else even sees perfect example, I had a student who loved media, and this student wasn't popular, wasn't, you know, the quarterback or the cheerleader or the PK, but this student had a huge, a major gift with media and the arts, and it was so easy to put him onto the, the student leadership team because he had a passion for something, and his passion wasn't to be on a platform, his passion wasn't to be uh, uh, leading students, right, out front with a mic or whatever. His passion 
was um, media. So it was so easy to draw that out of him. Brought him in as a middle schooler, and he stayed on that leadership team for years because we found we put him in his niche. We put him in his sweet spot on the bus, right? So think of those three things when it comes to recruiting student leaders. Um, attendance, okay? Um, not just attendance, but involvement. Maturity, but not perfection. Okay, we're not looking for perfection. And then gifted students, look for the gifts, not just the popular kids who want to like float to the top, right? Okay, here's another area uh, under what kind of tasks. I wanna go, I wanna go to that and answer that question. What are the kind of things that we give to students? This, I like to say it this way. Put them over plans before people. Okay? Place students over plans before people because sometimes students don't lead people very well yet. They haven't learned interpersonal skills or those kind of things, right? Some are advanced and they're ready for it. But if you really want to train them up, put them over plans and not people. Let me explain that. What are plans? Plans would be, uh, you know, security, okay? Plans would be coming into the office and doing administration uh, during the week. Plans would be uh, welcoming students at the door, hosting, right? Uh, plans would be, uh, let me give you a few more. Uh, sign up at the table, offering, set up, the experience of, you know, the youth, the youth ministry, media, behind the scenes stuff, right? Because now we're, they're showing up on time, right? They're catching the vision of, of the youth ministry and they're understanding, they're, they're hearing the word on a regular basis and they found a place, they found a place to serve. And if you'll start with those kind of tasks, the smaller tasks, then once they've proven that they can be over plans, then you can put them over people, leading a small group or hosting a small group, being on the platform and running announcements and, you know, uh, uh, doing uh, like spotlights where they come in and they share a two-minute message or a 90-second message and you know uh, that now we put them in front of people right so think plans first or programs programming those kind of things before placing them over people because it could be setting them up for failure right away okay um, student youth leadership last thought on that I'm gonna go to the second question student youth leadership very important that it requires a step responsibility okay a step responsibility or they're going to fail and what we mean by that is giving them small steps to succeed and not uh, larger tasks uh, where it's easier for them to fail okay so that's what we mean by the, the plans and the people so again you know how we do this I know those of you that are watching this or listening to this we go deeper and I I blog all of this by Tuesday of this week, and you'll be able to read the manuscript on this too. Okay, second question, and I'm not seeing any questions come in, uh, but it, maybe they'll fit with this, okay? Uh, with all the rest of you that are here, uh, you can throw one at me. Uh, we've got a little bit of time. Um, so here's the second question. How do you stay positive when going through a rough time in ministry? So two questions came. The first one was, what? how do you stay positive when you're going through something tough? And then the second one is, I'm getting beat down in my youth ministry. How do I stay positive? Okay, so let me put those two together, all right? First of all, you, you got to know this. You are not alone. If you're going through something, you are not alone. You know that. You're not the only one, right? Be careful of that. 
Sometimes we get stuck in meology, right? And we forget about theology. And that is that hardship happens, it rains on the just and the unjust, doesn't it? Okay, so you're not the only one. Second, I want you to uh, understand this with this question. Learn to reevaluate hardship. Because oftentimes when something difficult comes to us, we label that as a negative, or God is angry at me, or I must have done, some, done something wrong. Oh, no. Listen, sometimes resistance is just your setup for a godly response for you to grow. Okay? You've heard it said before. Pain becomes a platform. Right? Or pain becomes his presence. Learn to reevaluate the way you look at hardship. Right? Give hardship a chance. Hear me. Give hardship a chance to produce in you maturity. Okay? And you can go, you know, I talk about resources. You can go and read my book. I've got uh, hashtag if Joe had Twitter. The whole book is on this question. So I could take some, I could start preaching right now, but I'm not going to do it. Okay? Third, uh, how do I deal with hardship and keep a positive attitude? Third, Adjust your goals and your measurements, okay? If you are seeking perfection in youth ministry, you're gonna get discouraged. If you are seeking perfection in youth ministry, you will be discouraged. And be careful of that because sometimes we think, well, man, this number of kids aren't coming or I don't, this leader quit on me or uh, we had an event, I put this amount of time into it and it, there's no kickback, you know, right? Listen, adjust your measurements. Maybe you should put your measurements not on uh, numbers, but on people. Not on attendance, but on influence. Okay? Not just on, not, not just on who's showing up, but the impact in people's lives. Because sometimes the discouragement comes in ministry because our measurement is a number. Or our measurement is, you know, feedback or whatever. When really we should be thinking more about... Um, relationships and influence, okay? Fourth, under this question, how do you stay positive when things are going difficult in ministry? Um, don't place too much value on attendance, put it on influence. Don't place too much value on feedback, put it on relationship. Don't worry just about feedback. Sometimes all we think about is feedback, feedback. Did someone stroke me? Did I get encouraged? Listen, Relationship is more important. So if one student shows up and didn't like Wednesday night and they walk away and then the parent calls and said they had a terrible time, don't shoot yourself, man, right? Don't quit on Thursday if youth group is Wednesday night. Look, look at relationship. Look beyond that. Number five, the last one then, uh, how do I stay positive? You need a mentor in your life, okay? Listen, not bobbleheads who are like, hey, you're amazing. That was that message last night, Pastor Jeff, wow. Dude, you are the best youth pet. We don't need bobbleheads, right? But we do need encouragers, people who can pick us up and help us through something, okay? So uh, I, hope the, I hope these help. Question number one was, what kind of tasks do I give student leaders? How do I develop student leaders? And again, you'll be able to watch this on YouTube. You'll be able to go to the um, podcast and listen to this again. Uh, so, you know, that's a little quicker and easier on iTunes. Or you can go and read this manuscript, use it. You can pull it off, uh, copy and paste it, use it for your next leaders meeting, okay? 
that that uh, second question then, how, uh, how do I stay positive when things are going uh, negative and difficult for me, okay? So, hey, thank you for joining us. And again, I want to give you this resource, if you missed this at the beginning, Bon Heffer as Youth Worker, powerful read on, uh, on one of the key fathers of youth ministry and um, his impact on us, okay?